Hey, hey, sister, let's get ready to lace up and level up because we are Hot Girl Walking and Talking. I'm Maggie, your host and hype girl, and I am so honored to have you here. Thank you so much for allowing me to take time to do the things that I've needed to do. We took a little hiatus from the podcast just to make sure that I could make some transitional life changes. I definitely want to tell you all about that. We're going to jump into it. I hope that you have been crushing it. And if you feel like you've been crushing it, awesome. I'm so proud of you. And if you feel like you haven't been crushing it, we're going to talk about that a lot as well because life happens. People are always going through changes, figuring things out, pivoting, trying to figure out, okay, what is the best route to take? And there is no right or wrong answer. And I think that's what trips a lot of people up. We're always expecting the right outcome. We think that if we're faced with a decision, we need to make the right choice. Otherwise, everything's going to fall apart and we're going to mess it up in some way. But there is no right or wrong. There's only what you are doing in the current moment and whether or not it's working. And if it's working, you continue doing more of the things to allow it to work. And if it's not working, that's when you start to make new decisions. You start to pivot. You start to find where you go next. So if you're in that place where it just feels really chaotic, you're not finding the answers that you feel like you should be finding, which I don't want you to should all over yourself, but I know it happens. I just want to remind you that it's okay. There's no right or wrong answer. There's just what you're choosing to do. And for me, it has been so busy recently. So I actually moved from one side of the country to the other. I was in Arizona. Now I'm here in Florida. It has been such a fun, wild ride over the past few weeks, the past few months. And I know how you might be feeling. If you're feeling chaotic, if it's feeling like everything is happening at once, I feel you. I've been there. I am there. I feel like all of these things just keep appearing. And I used to look at a lot of chaos and stress as something that I would shy away from. I would back away from it. I would try to do whatever I could to minimize the stress and the chaos. And now I find myself really welcoming it, really rolling with the changes and, and looking at every single thing as an opportunity for growth and learning and as a life experience. So there's two different ways that you can be viewing the chaos and the overwhelm. It could be something that you want to run away from and that you tell yourself you're not ready for it. You despise it. It's not for you. Uh, and if you go down that path, oftentimes nothing changes. And then you become very overwhelmed because you feel like you're not changing. You feel like you're just stuck in the same place. And that really sucks. But then on the other hand, you can flip the script and you can tell yourself, okay, this feels stressful. This feels chaotic. What can I learn here? What is the opportunity here? Where can I go from here? And when you are able to change the mindset and flip from this sucks, I can't do this to let's just roll with it and see what happens, big things start to happen and they start to happen in multiple areas all at once. And it still feels stressful. It still feels chaotic at times. But to me, that's how you know you're on the path that you're supposed to be on. That's how you know that you're making progress. If it never feels uncomfortable, if it never feels stressful, or if you've convinced yourself that you can't handle stress so you don't allow it in your life, 
How are you ever going to get to the point where you want to be? Like at this point right now, and we're, we're getting settled into our new house. You know, there's still some things that I want to get set up and decorated and I'm figuring out what the office is going to look like and all those things. Uh, but even right now, when it feels stressful, I take a step back. I acknowledge that I'm feeling it. I don't ignore the feeling or try to run away from it. And then I just roll with it. I figure out what's the very next step that I can take. I'm not looking 10 steps ahead. Although sometimes I catch myself looking 10 steps ahead and I'm like, okay, reel it in, get back to the present moment and take the next step. And when you're constantly having this conversation with yourself, at first it feels really weird. It feels uncomfortable. It feels like it's not meant for you. I get it. I've been there. I still go there sometimes. But when you consistently focus on having this conversation with yourself of just taking the next step, moving forward, allowing the stress to be there, it really does rewire that neural circuit in your brain that has been conditioned to run away from and do anything to minimize stress. Obviously, too much stress is a bad thing. It can have such detrimental impacts on your health, but I think we've taken that to the extreme where now a lot of people think they shouldn't have any stress in their life. And I hate to break it to you, but if you are that person and you will never allow stress in your life, you're gonna feel stuck probably forever. And I don't want that for you. I know you don't want that for you. So there needs to be a healthy amount of stress, which is a real thing. Healthy amounts of stress are necessary for progress because when you're feeling stress and you're feeling overwhelmed, all that means is you're outside of your comfort zone. You're doing something differently. And if you are a person who feels ambitious, you have drive, you want to be able to go somewhere new, you got to be able to welcome that in. Not saying that it should consume you and cause you to lose sleep and not eat. Like that chronic stress, that, that causes so many problems. But incremental stress and stress that leads to furthering yourself and making more progress, you need it. We all need it. And it really makes me sad that it seems like as a society, it has become just about minimizing stress 100%. I think that's crap. And this can apply to pretty much any situation. So I just, uh, one of my new clients, she was telling me a few days ago, she just went through a breakup. So this breakup is really fresh. They were together for five years. So this was a big part of my client's life. And now she's going through this breakup. She's trying to, you know, figure out what the grieving process is going to look like. What does the healing process look like? And above all else, how does she find herself now that she's not with this person anymore and how can she move forward in a way that is going to allow her to unleash her potential and and really become that woman that she wants to be and the stress that goes into grieving the loss of a relationship whether it's an intimate relationship or maybe a family relationship that brings a lot of stress and discomfort and usually what maybe not usually but what happens a lot of times is somebody goes through a breakup let's focus on you know an intimate relationship so somebody goes through a breakup and they find themselves on their own for the first time in maybe years maybe it was just months or maybe it was years it doesn't really matter 
uh, and they they start to get really overwhelmed and stressed because they can't picture their life without that person. Even if they know it was a super toxic and unhealthy relationship, they start to minimize all of that bad stuff and they just focus on how are they going to move forward without this person and what happens. A lot of times the person goes back. They return to that negative relationship. They return to that person that they know is hurting them, but that person's familiar. That person is inside the comfort zone. So this is really, really critical in so many areas, but this is why so many women reach out to me in the first place because they're going through some type of life transition, whether it's a relationship or a a professional work transition, Uh, And they can feel themselves slipping back into their comfort zone. They want to shy away from the stress and the overwhelm, but they know that they want more. But our brains are going to do everything possible to keep us in the comfort zone, to keep us in that familiar past. And I really don't even think that like coaching or mentorship would even really exist If this wasn't a problem, if we could just step out of our comfort zones at any time and just make changes, completely change our lives and transform and unleash our potential, there would be no reason to hire a coach or a therapist or a mentor because we would just be able to do it. But our brains have been acting this way for the entire course of human history. Of course, our brains want to keep us safe and safety lies in our comfort zone. But the difference between when we were cavemen and where we are now is that we actually have opportunities to be able to change our lives pretty much in any area at any time. That couldn't really happen when all we could focus on was surviving, hunting, killing animals for food, staying alive through the winter. That was survival mode. That was pure 100% survival mode. And now... We've got the basics covered for the most part. We have food in our fridge. We have climate controlled houses. We have houses. We don't have to move from one cave to the other. We just live in our house. Uh, So we're not in the survival mode that we were in so long ago, but we still, our brains still want to do whatever it can to keep us safe. Whether that's staying in an unhealthy relationship just because it's what we know and it's what we're used to or staying in a job that we absolutely hate because we can't fathom that we'll ever be able to find something else or it's too late to pivot or the job market sucks or whatever excuse you want to come up with. Our brains are going to do anything possible to keep us in our comfort zone. And that really makes me sad. But once you understand... No, you know what? It doesn't even make me sad. It's just an instinct. It's just evolution. This is what the brain is meant to do. So it doesn't make me sad because I understand what the process is. I understand what my brain is trying to do when I get really stressed out and I think, yeah, maybe now's not the right time to take this opportunity or try this new thing. Maybe I should just wait. When those thoughts pop up into my head, You know, I used to just give in to them. I used to just back down and say, yep, not right now. Let me just wait. Let me wait until I have more time. Let me wait until I have more money. Let me wait until this, this. I would just keep moving the goalpost. And then what happens when we move the goalpost is we never actually get to that point because we keep creating excuses for ourselves. 
and I fell into the trap. I used to be a victim to the way that our brains inevitably function. But now I can catch myself trying to, you know, hide away from the opportunities and the stress. And I can actually understand what's happening. I don't have to let my brain pull me back into my comfort zone. And I say this all the time, but I feel like I haven't been in my comfort zone in years. And I can't believe that this is who I am now because when I was a teenager, I would have never thought that I'd be at this point where I'm always trying new things, jumping into new things, uh, and just rolling with it and feeling stressed, but taking that as a sign of growth. Now that I'm here and I understand what the brain does, I can work against it. I can create what I want to create and become who I want to become despite what my brain is going to do. So it's not sad that our brains do what they do. What is sad is that so many people choose to remain ignorant and not understand so that they can make the changes that they want. Yep, that's the sad part. It's not, it's not about how the brain functions. It's about how many people choose to stay stuck. And a lot of times people don't even know they're stuck. They just feel miserable. They feel like they want more, but they don't know how to get there. But eventually, if you are a driven person and you've got goals, you start to realize that you are the thing holding yourself back. And when you get to that point, and then you do have a choice to keep doing the same thing over and over or to challenge it, step out of your comfort zone and actually make the changes. Once you get to that point, there are no excuses. If you figure out that you are the person that's in your own way, but then you do nothing about it, it's not your brain's fault. It's not society's fault. It's not your ex-boyfriend's fault. It's your fault. You, I'm talking to you. And I know you might not want to hear that. And you might be like, eh, no, she doesn't understand my story. You're right. I don't understand your individual story. I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I do know that you are meant for more. And I know that you are dying to become this version of yourself that you can picture, you can see her, but you feel like you just can't get to because there's so many obstacles in the way. There's always going to be obstacles. Everybody has them, but you know what the number one obstacle is? It's you, you know, that book I keep, I haven't read it yet, but I really love the title, the, the book that's titled the mountain is you. Now, I don't know. I don't know if it's written by a man or a woman, whatever. Uh, but I don't know what they're talking about in the book, but the title really resonates with me because I know that 99% of the time I am the thing that's in my own way. I can blame all these outside forces, but I am the thing that's in my way. And once I decide to get out of my own way, once I decide to act despite what my brain is telling me to do, big things start to happen. So you can continue to look around and find something to blame, or you can look at yourself and say, okay, no more excuses. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to make this happen once and for all because nobody's going to do it for me and I deserve it. And then once you get to that point, that's when you start doing the things that need to happen to make these changes in your life. Maybe you hire a coach. Maybe you go back to school. Maybe you tell your boss to get lost and you go start your own company and you become the first millionaire in your family. I don't know what it is, 
but there's something. There is something that you can do right now that is going to change your life. And I'll give a shameless plug here. If it's getting a coach, I need you to set up a call with me. Let's talk about what that means. Maybe I'm the perfect coach for you, but if not, I'm going to help you find the perfect coach. You have all these dreams and all of these goals and you just keep spinning your wheels for what? I don't know if it's because I'm in my 30s now and that kind of like blows my mind sometimes. Like, wow, you're in your 30s. I remember when I thought 30 was really old uh, and now I don't think that anymore. But, you know, maybe it's an age thing or maybe it's just as we get older, it inevitably happens. But I find myself pretty often really understanding and taking in how insane it is, how little time we have on the planet. Like so many people are going through life thinking that they have all this time, they can wait, they can put things off, they can just do it next month or next year. And I don't feel that way anymore. And I'm not saying it's something that stresses me out and really causes me anxiety, but it does cause me to take action because in the grand scheme of things, you know, the, the average life expectancy for an American is like 77 years. And I used to think about that and think, well, I have all the time in the world. Now I think about that and I'm like, that's not that long. That's really not that long. And again, I'm not trying to stress you out, but I am trying to show you that we've got a finite amount of time here. And we have no idea how much time we actually have. So instead of waiting, instead of continuing to put yourself on the back burner, why not take action and become that woman that you know you're meant to become? And it's not even about becoming her. It's not about the end result. It's about the journey. It's about who you become in the process. Because I promise the person you think you're supposed to be And the person that you actually become in the process of trying to become that person, they're two different people. They're both amazing, but it is about the journey and figuring out who you are along the way and testing yourself and putting yourself first, probably for the first time in your entire life and realizing that it's not selfish. It's actually the most selfless thing you can do because when you put yourself first, You're able to unleash that potential. You're able to become that woman that you want to become and you can give your all to everybody else. And if you're not putting yourself first, it is pretty much inevitable that you're going to feel burnt out in one area, in all areas. I was just talking about this with a new client the other day who is very focused on becoming a mom for the first time in the next few years. And she said, I don't want my entire identity to be mom. I want to be able to be myself, be a wife, be a mother, and be the person that I know I'm meant to be. And I want you to have all of these different labels. I want you to be a mom. I want you to be a wife, but I want you to be you first. Because when you are able to focus on you, that's when you're able to truly give 100% to all of the other identities. Because You're not a wife. You're not a mom. That's part of who you are. But who are you when you take away all those labels? What do you love to do? What brings you joy? What are you passionate about? And you know what I've found? After working with so many women and talking to so many women, I've found that most women can't answer those questions. 
If you take away the labels, they have no idea who they are. And that's so heartbreaking. So I want you to take time to figure out what needs to happen next. I don't need you to look at the entire mountain and how to get to the top. I want you to figure out how you take the first step to make that climb. And whatever it is, I need you to take action and do it. It's okay if you're scared. It's okay if it feels uncomfortable. Do it anyway. Because that's how you know you're outside your comfort zone. And that's how you know that your potential is about to be unleashed. And of course, if you have questions, reach out. Let me know how I can help. If you want to book a call, go do that. If you want to ask a question, send me the question. Let me help. But I want you to remember... We are here for a finite period and I need you to ask yourself, what are you going to do with that time and how much more of it are you willing to waste waiting and what can you do right now to take action? I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I will chat with you soon and I'll catch you on the flip side.